Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. So Terrell, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find us at, on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. That is Mix Era Rap. And you also can find us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. I really appreciate that, Terrell. Let's move into our episode for today. We're going to be covering the truth about J. Cole, the off season. In our first segment, our second segment will be our new segment, The Flavor, where we introduce four songs that no one on the panel has heard, and we will discuss the songs that each person has picked. Our final segment, we'll be doing an artist spotlight of our man, DMX, with the album Exodus. So let's jump into it. Oh, man. And don't check your watch, you know the time. Cold world, killer can. This food, yeah. finish. It's too easy for me now. Cold and going back since back when CDs was around. What you sold out, triple debt. I can't believe these clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30s song album do a measly hundred down. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a... Please don't greet me with a pound. I'll be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Trace my steps all in this game. You can see we cover ground. Back and forth from NC to New York when Jeezy had the crown. All right. And that was J. Cole's The Off Season, 95 South, featuring my man Cameron. So let's jump into it with the youngins. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on 95 South from the off-season album? This song was phenomenal. I, I He basically told everyone that he's back. The off-season uh, personification of his whole his whole whole album was just allowing us to know that he is back in the game. And I had seen, I was going through, I believe it was Instagram or I have it on YouTube and I had seen this video of it was an animated version of J. Cole just rapping this song. And people had, it had been had like a million, over a million views and stuff like that. They're making memes of him doing this 15 to 30 minute just rhyming in, in bars. And it's just phenomenal seeing him back in the game and, and listening to this song. And this is just one of one of many of the spectacular, just these are just spectacular songs. I feel like for this project, and I mean, comparing it to his other projects, I, I can't really do that because he's in a whole different realm. I feel like in a different, uh, different space in his head. So this is a, just a phenomenal song. All right, really appreciate that, uh, Malcolm. Let's jump into it with Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on '95 South from the Off Season album? One thing I gotta say, J Cole. Thank you. You're making our making the Cole family review well. This song right here, it felt like it was a diss track song that he's coming for everybody, juggling like you don't care. I'm back. All season over. Now it's time to dun y'all off. And I love it. Especially when he had Cameron with this song. Yo, this song is unstoppable. Like, as what Michael was saying. Everybody's hyping this song, hyping this song up. What about J. Cole rap, rapping about it in a studio? And it's amazing. Like, I'm glad that he is back because now we have real music coming back out this year. 2021 is looking good for us. Yeah, no doubt with that, Terrell. I'm telling you, you're on point with that one. So for me, man, straight fire. You know what I'm saying? 
the flow, the production, the lyrics off the chain. Shout out to my main man, Cameron, for showing up and showing out on this track. It, it's what hip hop needs. That's all I can say. Let's move on to our uh, anchorman. Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on 95 South from J. Cole's The Off Season? I like the feature with um, Cameron. It was a, a very pleasant surprise. I am a little shocked that, you know, he, he had a feature period, but, you know, Cameron is one of those underrated collaborations that always sets the mood right. And, you know, for J. Cole, just to add this, you know, hip hop legend, like at the beginning of the album, just kind of sets a tone. And, and I love it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Kev, man. It is just the truth. It's not much more that can be said about it. We're going to move on to the next song that we thought was notable from the project, and that is My Life. Spiling up, just like a rich nigga staircase. No fly zone, please stay the fuck out my airspace. Nigga said things about her back, so they wouldn't dare say. No, it's on sight when I see you. I'm working in Squarespace. Yeah, top of the morning. I know that you thought I was dormant. Woke up early from shots that were swarming. A block from the Alps, not a couch in the orbit. Cause somebody got popped, now they knocking on doors. Trying to find an informant, but I ain't seen Nathan. I'm minding my business as God is my witness. The weapon gon' prosper that's forming against me. Nigga, I'm stopping immensely. Know when I'm done with these songs, you gon' miss me. John Moran, I'm on my grizzly. You niggas just... All right, and that was My Life featuring 21 Savage and Moray from the off-season project. I'm going to jump in and give my two cents on this one first and just say that, man, this is where it's at. Uh, mad shout-out to 21 Savage. His verse was fire. It, it was a story of just challenge and triumph, and it, it meant a lot to me. And, and, and this is the storytelling that we need in hip-hop, and I'm, I'm truly appreciative of everything that J. Cole is doing on this one. It, it, it was really amazing. So uh, let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on my life featuring 21 savage and moray off of the off season uh project this, this is basically a storytelling so song like he's telling us what he's been through in these last couple of years and usually some artists don't have to tell you that but because how he is he's gonna let you know like listen i wasn't just gone doing x y and z no i was really gone trying to find myself trying to see what else can I do and stuff. And I that's what I like like about J. Cole. Like he let us know and he'll give it his what, 110%. And I just love this song right here too. Yeah, that's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that. I'm telling you, man, this, this is just a special piece of work. So let's jump into it with uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on my life? I like the beat. Lyrically, it wasn't bad. You know, I, I, I guess I'm kind of getting used to this evolution of j cole because we're so used to him just doing albums with no features and now he has an album that's kind of feature heavy so it's kind of like a different take it's just you know i'm a little i'm, I'm just you know i i love the fact that he did albums where he stood on his own for so long so it's kind of like you know i'm still embracing this new twist that he has but um overall he's still you know he's still holding his own you know, good beats. I mean, his lyrics has always been there. And, you know, he has these big name artists that are collaborating with him, but they're not shining over him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, people just said like the uh, the baby, I mean, Lil Baby and Drake, how, you know, who had the better verse, 
you're not doing that with J. Cole this go around. You know, it's like, you know, Jay, he he's even better than the feature artist, or he's holding his own. So it's, you know, I'm still kind of grasping that so many people on this album, but overall it was still a good song. All right, yeah, I really appreciate that. Kev, it, it, you know, it's new. It's definitely new. But, you know, we've talked so many times about growth in this uh, platform that I'm giving him that room for growth. Is definitely, I'm definitely with you on that, you know, we're not accustomed to hearing him with a bunch of features. And this is definitely new. Let's jump into it with the youngest in charge, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on my life off of the off-season project? So this song reminded me of, I believe it's just his whole his whole group of Dreamville, the sound that they're producing out of um, that North Carolina Southern sound. I just really enjoyed just listening to it in the production lyrically. Um, I'm, I'm with I'm with Kevin. Um, it, it's okay. I enjoyed Twenty One Savage and and the Moray edition was nice because he is a new up and coming artist. So I'm 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 happy to hear him on a um, a big project like this. And I hope to hear more from him. This is a solid song. This will be added to my playlist. And um, I'll leave it at that. All right. That's what's up, Malcolm. Really appreciate that information. Uh, I think the honesty really came out in that in that uh, conversation. We're going to move on to the next song that we thought was notable from the track uh, album. And that was Pride is the Devil featuring Little Baby. Pride is the Devil. Think it got a hold on me, prize the devil. And left so many RIP, prize the devil. Think it got a hold on me, pride is the devil. Terrified, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? all right and that was pride is the devil featuring little baby off of the off-season album by j cole so let's jump into it with the youngest in charge malcolm what were your thoughts on pride is the devil um this is another solid song similar to my life I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll be adding this particular song to my playlist. I feel like uh, it was a little too melodic for me coming from J. Cole, not expecting that from him, but it was a good change. I feel like this is something that you can hear on the, this is a radio hit. I feel like something that you could just throw up on there and you know, we'll get a lot of streams and then you get that, 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 that name attention by having little baby on there, including yourself. So this is a, this is a quality song, but it won't be added to my playlist. All right. It is what it is with that. You know what I'm saying? So let's move into it with uh, my two cents. And let me just say that for me, Pride is the Devil was a well-produced track. I think this is the best of what you're going to get from a little baby feature. Uh, It's, you know, still sharp and still. And whenever little baby is on a track with uh, someone else who is uh, of high caliber, he pushes himself to the next level. And, and this is what I've been asking of him for the last couple of years. And this is what he's doing. And I, I've seen so much growth in the young man and I'm just depressed with him. I know you all have heard me say he's the king of the South. And, and when I say that, I'm not saying that lightly because T.I., when he said he was the king of the South at that time, he was doing everything he needed to do to be the king of the South. So 
I think that little baby is doing everything he needs to do to be the king of the South right now. And this particular feature shows him doing that. Just absolutely excellent. Let's move into it with uh, our main man, um, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Pride is the Devil? I thought it was a decent song. I think, you know, with a little baby feature, you can't really go wrong. And it doesn't really, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that he's going to get, I think both artists are going to get more credit than they deserve for the song. It was decent at best to me. Like I said, I'm still trying to grasp this album evolution of j cole and i understand you know we kind of hawk on you know evolution and and changing and all that but i love that niche about j cole where he just had albums with no features which it was great to me i loved it and and i thought that made him stand up more uh where stood out more than other artists because every it seemed like every artist has features and every artist has these big names i mean like he has cameron and little baby and 21 Savage and it's no names. It didn't take away, you know, necessarily from the album, but for me, it just wasn't, it, 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 it just, it just wasn't better than what everybody think it is to me. You know, at best, it's a decent song. It's not that great. It's not that bad, but you know, it's kind of in the middle. So I'm, I'm not, you know, no playlist for me or none of that for this song. I really appreciate that, uh, Kev. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I feel your honesty on that. Uh, for me, I would prefer if he would have uh, featured his artist instead of these big names. But, you know, he did what he thought he needed to do. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to leave it with that. But I mean, but but you make a good point, though. You make an excellent point. If he would have took some, what is that, Dreamville? That his, that's his label. I mean, he has. I believe so, yes, Dreamville. Yeah, he has compilations with other Dreamville artists. But it, it's, it's a difference when. You know, you let these guys, you let them do their thing on certain songs as opposed to his album and you get a feature on. Like, everybody's not going to listen to the Dreamville compilation, but you'll get more people to listen to a J. Cole album than a Dreamville compilation. So there is a difference. But at the same time, when you create, it's, it's I don't know. It's just like, I, I feel like, I feel like there are certain things that you don't have to change. So, like, if you just, you know, if you're rapping about drugs or getting high all the time, then, yes, that's something you need to evolve from. But if, if you're rapping, you know, something that's somewhat poetic or, uh, you know, conscious or whatever, you don't have to actually stray away from that because there's always something that you can always find a lane to fit in. So, you know, like I said, for me, it's just, a, just my personal opinion. I love the fact that he had no features because it made him stood out from everybody else. But. You know, it is what it is. You know, at some point, you know, people have to make changes and have to adhere to the standard of what's successful and what someone else's opinion is. So, I mean, I can understand that. I can't stop the man from making this money. No doubt. No doubt, Kev. Really appreciate that info. And we're going to let Terrell finish this one off. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Pride is the Devil off of the off-season album? So I'm gonna be honest. When I first when I first heard this song, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. But after time hearing it on the radio, because you know the radios, especially like Hot 97, they play the song constantly. It's just like now it's just I'd rather not hear this song now. They play. They will drag this song more than any other J Cole song. They they dragging it now. So it's and me listening repeatedly, repeatedly, and hearing the lyrics, I'm like, okay, it wasn't that. 
it wasn't that hot of a song. So I have to give this song a pass. But J. Cole's still a good good artist. Don't get me wrong. But this song, I yeah, I don't have to listen to this song no more. All right. I really appreciate that, uh, Terrell. Really uh, uh, understand where you're coming from on that. Uh, unfortunately, being that we're not in the New York market, we don't know how often it's being played. But for me, you know, it, it was a refreshing song that uh, solidified, uh, you know, wh- where each of those artists stand. I get you on that, though. I uh, think he could have did without the, the little baby. I think he could have because he would have gave him some more bars. To get a chance to expound upon the the pride pride is the devil, I feel like that that premise. I don't know. I but mean, it's not a radio song though. Is it really a radio song? It's a radio song because Lil Baby. Yes. That's why. Yes. Yes. It's a catch- wait, 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 wait. It's a catch- even with wait, wait, wait. This is a radio song today. I said that. Yes. I said Lil Baby. First of all, any song that feature Lil Baby on it can can be up there on because you're you're. Like 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 the DJ said, Lil Baby is the king of the South. So he's I, I, no no no. How, I, I, and I and I'm not taking that away. I'm not taking nothing away you guys are saying. But to me, if this song was the lead single off this album, I'd probably be like, uh, this album might suck for real. Like this is not even like a first or second or third single. It wouldn't be. That's why 95 South was. But that uh, <gasps> that was one of the that that song. Was the first radio hit? Which one? Ninety Five South. And the Loop was the first song that came out from this album. Yeah, I'm and talking. About, I'm talking first. about once the album was released. Oh yeah, so yeah, so the, for the first two weeks, you're right. Uh, they were playing Interlude, but as soon as he dropped the album, Ninety Five South has been on the radio. Yeah, that's the one that's blown up. But I'm saying any song with Lil Baby feature, it, it could it could be up there on on the radio being played twenty four seven because Lil Baby is is hot right now. Any song right now that has Lil Baby on it, you can just turn on a DJ can play as a filler song and have I mean, people and I have complaints about it. I, I, I get so that. I can say this is a radio hit. I get that, and I understand where you guys are coming from, but for me, I don't like somber songs right on the radio. Like, if I'm in my car and I'm driving somewhere, I don't want no somber, sad... <laughs> That's the like you said, now. Like you said, a melodic song, these mellow tone songs, I don't like that. Rod Dave... So Juice World at one time. Who else? Polo yeah. G. That's that. It is what's hot right now. It's who got so many. T, uh, Terrell, you gonna have to help me. I don't listen. To radio <laughs> like that. I don't listen to radio like that. But I know some of these artists. Moray, his his single was a very a sad somber song. But that, but it's but, but, but it but, gives you something to, to to look up to though. I don't listen to new music in the car. Okay. I listen to new, I listen to new music in the house. I listen to music in the house because even if I'm at work, I can't listen to new music because if, if it doesn't catch me, I'm not going to listen to it for a long time. But if I'm in the house, I'm more inclined to to give it a chance and let it repeat after it's over. But in the car, I don't listen to new music in the car. So when the radio said this is a new song by so-and-so, I'm probably going to change because Good. I don't I don't want to listen to nothing bad. OK, OK. Understood. Understood. I'm just saying, you know, this. I'm just shocked, though. No, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shocked that this song, in particular, in the New York region, is a radio hit. It's just like, why this song when he has a lot of more up tempo songs? But therein lies the problem. Is is that Atlanta, that down south uh, sound, has taken over hip hop at such a level 
that it, it, it it's unheard of that that we are now dealing with you know new you, there was a period of time so i know if y'all don't, i don't know if y'all remember when uh outcast won the um the uh what award was that award. Award. award and new york booed him now we, yeah, but we are in that, but that was a different but that was a different sound of music though now, i understand but here we are in 2021 and new york is pumping down south music like there's nothing else you know there's but they have no choice they have no well, choice. they have choices they most they, have, no they don't have no choice they can play a whole bunch of they tri- have no choice new york has no choice new york has no choice and i'm gonna tell you why new york has no choice the hip-hop ear is not what it was 10 years ago it's not what it was 15 years ago it's not what it was 20 years ago you talking because, about the variety huh the variety no i'm just talking i'm talking about the fans uh I'm talking about the fans, the listeners, the fans. It's a different caliber of men, women, boys, and girls who are listening to the music. And we, you, you couldn't. There's no way to really say who wants to hear what. It'd be like, be like, I'm gonna go. Let's go 20 years ago, right? Let's go. We're gonna go early 2000s, right? You still had certain. You still had certain artists who were hits in certain regions, or you had certain sounds that belong to a certain region. You don't have that anymore. And that was the beauty of that was the beauty of rap music for 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 decades. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, so it's like let's say modern day, right? So we it was something we discussed where you guys were like New York drill. And I was like, what is New York drill? Because to me, only drill music is Chicago, and that's it. Nobody else has drill music for me. Because when I first heard drill, it was Chicago artists, and everybody else was trying to create their own sound and give it their own label. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, I'm, I'm saying like to the young guy, you know what I'm saying? Like when people made their own thing, it was their thing, and people, and it wasn't people trying to copy it. It was people trying to either take elements of this hit and and make their own thing and label it something else. As opposed to, okay, mumble rap is what's going. Mumble rap is what's hot. We're gonna make a bunch of mumble rap or Zaytoven beats are hot. We're gonna make a bunch of beats like Zaytoven because I can go on SoundCloud right now, and you can see, you know, up and coming producers saying uh, a future type of beat, a uh, uh, sh- uh, Shiesty type beat, a so and so type beat, a so and so type beat, a so and so type beat. Why are these producers making beats that sound like? a big name artist make your own beats showcase your own beats don't showcase something that sounds like somebody else the art is out of it yeah no doubt definitely the art is out of it and it's more about the bag and when they put emphasis on the bag that changed the music and- but you can make the money you can make the money being different outcast is told like you just said outcast is not a southern sounding group and they and they and they are arguably the biggest. They, if they're not the first, they're at least the second best duo of all time. No doubt. They're, they're so then, who's the first? Number one is I, I mean Run DMC. Is okay. Run DMC and Outkast are one and two? Yeah, you can put them in any order. If no. you want to say Outkast and Run DMC yeah. or Run DMC and Outkast, no doubt they're one and two. No doubt. And Run DMC was different in the eighties. Yeah. It wasn't nobody rapping like them in the eighties. No, it no. wasn't nobody taking these hard, you know, rock theme beats and rapping over them. You know what I'm saying? Even when the Beastie Boys came out and they used 
rock beats. It was a different sounding rock beat. No doubt. Or when like I was listening to EPMD the other day and and I was just like, dang, I know EPMD sample, but we don't even talk about the artists that sample EPMD and they don't even give them no credit for it. No doubt. You know, and I mean, but it's, 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 it's just like, I'm just like, I'm just trying to, I guess like, you know, I always say on this show that I, I'm thankful for this show because I learned so much and my patience level has come down a lot because I wouldn't, you know, I say 80% of the artists I listen to now, I wouldn't even get past the first two songs five years ago, two years ago. So you wouldn't even give these people a chance, what you're saying? I wouldn't even give them a chance. And I'm going to tell you why I wouldn't give them a chance. Because so much of their music sounds alike. So much of it sounds alike. Like, I remember I remember about five years ago, I had um, one of my daughters and a couple of her friends. And we were talking about rap. And I said, y'all stuff sounded like that. He's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. So I found six random songs, right? And I played these six random songs for them. And I said, name each artist. I had six random songs, six different artists. And they didn't. They never heard these songs before. And like, they, you know, they said, oh, this so-and-so has three of the songs. And this person has one. And this person is. And they were wrong. They was only right about, well, I take that back. They was right about one. And these, and these were young kids. These were like 15, 16-year-olds. And they couldn't even tell the difference That's in the artists that they listened to. Circumstantial. They could have just been they could have just been people that aren't that attentive when they listen to music. <laughs> that's, that's a simple answer to that situation. But but at the same time, I said I said that now I'm sitting here like, okay, this J. Cole song with this, you know, melatonin rhythm to it is a hit in New York. And then you said with Juice World, that uh, Rod Wave. This, but 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 it's this, but you got a whole bunch of artists that are on the top of their game having similar sounding music. I think it proves my point. It's not even it's not even I, I don't I think it's just everybody I guess they they are rappers want to test the bounds of how how close they can go to singing close to the edge they can go. I don't know. It seems like that's what, what the trend is. I'm not sure if that is what a specific uh, style an artist may may conform to, but I'm talking about when you talk about J. Cole, Meek Mill, he's notorious for rapping and, and battle rap. He's gotten melodic on some songs recently. It's just it's just a trend now, I, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. No, it's definitely a trend. This is where the bag comes in at. And people want the bag. And if you want the bag in, in 2021, in 2020, in 2018, 2019, you got to do what people want to pay for on the radio. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just want to make this last point. I feel like artists should control the content, not record labels or fans controlling the content. I think that's where I think that's where my my issue is at. So I'll leave it at that. So you're saying that you don't want the fans to have their opinions on what music should be played? No, because their fans are ignorant. The fans are asking the same thing. <laughs> to be to be honest, yes, I, I think about it because where I'm at right now, because they'll play to this day. They still play the box. By, That's what by, I'm uh, just about to say. Yeah, on the radio. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, this song was last year. Why y'all still playing this song? This is radio hit. Rappers right now, Roddy Rich, 
all he does is sing with melody, rap with melody. Mm-hmm. I still didn't understand if it was a rap or if, if that was the skill he was mastering or was it a mixture of R&B rap singing. I don't know. But, but he, that's my point, though. But that's my point. Ever since he came out, ever when well, I ever since he came out, ever since he came out with that with this uh, revised style, I guess. But because he had did he did come out with a few singles initially before the box and before that album. But still, he is is if he comes out with any song, he's gonna get played on radio twenty four seven. It doesn't matter what state. If you have a hip hop station, that'll be Roddy Rich on there. So. That is that is what people are chasing after. If he has the following behind him, I mean, I, that's a simple example right there. But no, but, but I, let me say this: I I I and I, and I totally understand that. And um, another thing I'm gonna say is I love Roddy Rich's live album. They did for Apple. It was I know they played half his damn songs on the radio, and people got tired of. But it was something different hearing it with like live instruments that I really enjoyed. But but that's where we're at now, where you can't tell uh, if people are singing or rapping or, you know, you know, Drake is singing about love and 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 this guy singing about love and this guy singing about I want to get high and this guy singing about I want to get high. And, you know, future, there is no big difference between future and the weekend. Let's be honest. I disagree. The, yeah, the pop beat. The pop beat, it, it separates. Outside of the beats. Outside of the beats. Okay, let's talk about content. Content. Yeah, what is content the difference is between the future and the weekend? No. Future yeah. can't cross over in the pop. What is the, I said the content. What is the yeah, difference is between very the content? They both rap about the drugs, stuff, yeah. but I think the weekend is not as vulgar when you talk about the specific acts yeah. of partaking in the drugs. I agree when with Future that. talks about sipping codeine, smoking weed, sniffing, sniffing, all I, all that. So you mean to tell me that what's the song? You called? can listen to his a full. I can't feel my face. No, I can't feel my face. That is that. I is, can't feel my face when I'm when, when I'm not with you because yeah, I love it. it. But it that's is, a it, simple line that people get catchy. Doesn't have anything to do with thank you. But it's, it's a like nod back in to, the day. Yeah, it's like back in the day when you don't talk directly about entendre. having sex. Yeah, double entendre. That's but what it is. you're talking about everybody knows what you're talking about. Yes. And that's what makes the art of music. And, and that's where the we difference. lost, that's what we've lost. We've lost that these young artists have, are not being told that, hey, let's make some art. No, let's just say fuck. And that's the let's difference say, between that's let's the difference say. between <laughs> the weekend and future. That's why the weekend's getting Grammy nominations yes. and getting taken and getting invited to go to all these different exclusive events for his artistry. And because the he tells future is being respected. Future's respected by all 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 of the urban society. Now we will hold him up in high regard. <laughs> so that's all great for future, but we see where where art is actually being appreciated and is unfortunate. But that's that shows the difference. I feel like we we'll had to move on. We didn't. We 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 not even going to get past the J Cole album today. I mean, but but that's. I feel like that's the difference. I mean. All right. Well, we really appreciate that spirited conversation, gentlemen. All right, and now we're going to move into our next segment, and our next segment we're calling The Flavor, and that's where we play 
songs that each one of our hosts present. And this will be the first time for each one of us hearing these songs. And we're going to give our opinion on what we hear. All right. So we're going to start it off with Kev's pick. And it's called Crisis by Delta Nine featuring G-Shy Suede. Yeah, pack a bag, take a flight, set it on fire, inhale, everybody looking real hot in here, hit that first class and they stop and stare, I'm on that Delta 9, y'all, I feel fly, y'all, like I'm about to, about to touch the sky, y'all, you can knock me off if you try, y'all, cause I'm just, I'm just, I'm too high, y'all, I'm too high, y'all, yeah. in the eyes, glazing at the neon, the skies, now every part of my physical was feeling so tranquilizing. And that was Crisis with Delta 9 featuring G-Shy Suede. It was Geechee Suede from Camp Low. Okay, Geechee Suede from Camp Low. Thank you for that, Kev. I'm sorry. You know, again, first time hearing the song. So as I saw the title, I didn't know which what, which, which is, uh, how to read the, uh, the artist's name. Geechee Suede. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Crisis track Delta 9? Um, this is this is an interesting uh, song. Um, I'll have to I'll have to listen to some more from Crisis. Now you have to explain to me. This is this is the one. This is this what? Which member from Camp Low is it? This is the this is the, the a part of the duo. Right, one of the guys oh. from Camp Low. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I, I recall some of their some of their earlier works. Okay, yeah, this is a nice song. I'll have to like I said, I'll have to do some more due diligence. This makes me want to listen to more more of him. You know, I, I, it was a nice, a nice melodic, you know, chill, chill, uh, chill, uh, track where, you know, when you're talking about the, the production and, and he really went in when you talk about, uh, just, just switching it up and, and, and talking about just changing up content. So I enjoyed it. Um, we'll have to listen to more crisis. All right. Really appreciate that, Malcolm. I'm telling you, uh, that's what we want from this platform is honesty. So we're going to move into it with my two cents. And let me just say that uh, I, I thought Crisis really did a nice job with this. Uh, the Delta 9 on uh, double entendre that they put together was very interesting. You know, it, it was interesting. I, I love the flow of it. Uh, the Again, the problem has always been with the, the, the underground music uh, that's been produced recently is the production is not at its highest level compared to the stuff that's making it to mainstream, unfortunately. But this, as far as the artistry of rap is concerned, is amazing. Amazing piece of work. Uh, G-Shy from uh, Suede. Uh, G-Shy Suede is amazing. You know, uh, Camp Lowe put in work back in the uh, early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, appreciate their work and to see that they're still out here trying to put in uh, 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 their artistry. And just say that Crisis did a really nice job with this Delta 9 song. That's my two cents. Let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Crisis uh, Project Delta 9? I never heard of them before. And this song was very unique to hear. I like I like how it was flowing. It was very smooth. wasn't fast. wasn't still. wasn't dry. It came to deliver. So, well, and I got to go look, do my Degenesis 2 on them because... I never heard of them before, and that's why I'm happy that we're doing this segment where we can learn about <clears throat> new songs that each of us listen to on a daily. And it's very interesting on our style of taste and music, so I got to give this a try. I really do. 
All right, really appreciate that, Terrell. Let's go to the man who picked this. Kev, what were your reasons for picking Crisis Project or Track uh, Delta 9? Crisis, well, there are two production teams called the Justice League. There's one based out of Florida and the other based out of North Carolina. Crisis is the one based out of North Carolina with Knife Wonder and that little brother and all that whole camp there. So he's always, you know, he's always been producing for a while and he's, you know, produce hits for artists, but you probably wouldn't even know it was him, you know, producing a track. And I kind of stumbled across the album, you know, uh, I was on a message board and it was um, it was another song with um, Rhapsody and Cyrock. Um, so I'm fans of both of those females and then it, it, it led me to the album. So just this feature with Geechee Suede is just phenomenal because, you know, a lot of people know Camp Low from that one song and that video and a lot of people actually forgot about them, but then they you don't know that they got a whole album that Pete Rock produced and they got songs with, you know, known producers that a lot of people missed out on. So just hearing that this hip hop vet rapping still and he still has it. And, you know, Crisis, he's a producer that doesn't get a lot of love, you know, could produce this this crazy beat which is phenomenal, and he can, you know, rap a little bit. So it was just, I love the meshing of those two. This is, you know, one of my favorite songs off the whole album, but, you know, I love the up-tempo-ness of it. I just love just the the back and forth. It, it's very, um, very old-school element with the back and forth between the two of them. And, you know, I just, you know, it was very enjoyable to me. All right, that's what's up, uh, Kev. We really appreciate you bringing that song to the flavor. Let's move on now to Terrell's pick, and that is G. Alice with Kappa LeGray. She, she came with her nigga, but she gonna slide right to my side. I know she pulled up with her friends, then we skirt off in the bands. Oh, took her back to my crib, and I regret it. She trying to. Feel like she asleep, uh, so she tried to stay the whole week. I'm like, oh nah, she gotta go. Uh, ask me her name, that's why I don't even fucking know. They wanna know why the girl them dip on me. Them I ain't green, them I ain't your ship on me. They wanna know. All right, and that was G. Alice with Capella Gray. Uh, I'm gonna jump in on this one uh, first and just say that the production value on this particular track was amazing, and I, I, I enjoy what's happening in uh, production world. Uh, in current times, uh, as far as uh, the singing, rap, melodic, whatever was happening in the song, here's the problem. Hearing it for the first time right now is problematic for me. Uh, I, I think we've all seen in, our, in this platform is that the older heads need to hear the song multiple times in order for us to get a real grasp on what's going on. So. I'm going to reserve my full judgment on this song and just say that it was interesting. I can't grasp the true essence of what the song is about, but that it's very interesting. So let's move on to the next old head. Uh, Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on uh, G. Alice's Capella Gray? Yeah, I have to agree. Um, it's something that I have to, you know, probably spend again just to really grasp it. Um, I feel like the sample used has been overworked. It didn't really sound that original. It's not like other artists up today have been using the same sample. And yeah, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not sure what he's, his message. 
So it's kind of like, I don't know if he's talking about he's in love or a breakup or what. So it's just, yeah, it's something I'm about to, like you said, really listen to it again and kind of grasp what's going on. All right, that's what's up, uh, Kev. I appreciate that. I'm telling you, you know, it takes a little while. This is this. I love this segment. I think this segment is going to be very successful. But for the old heads, it's going to take us a minute to really grasp on to be able to give our honest opinion on what we're hearing. So we're going to move on to the youngest in charge, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on G. Alice's uh, track, uh, Capella Gray? You all have to stop. Um, this is this is you got to give this more. I mean, you first of all. There's no reserving opinions for later. You heard it for the first time, just like all of us, except for the person who chose the song for the segment, and we we give our opinions. I mean, I won't be adding this to my playlist, but I enjoyed it for listening to it for the first time. Um, I understand that this is this is was a more of a. I think this is for the ladies. Maybe maybe that's what it was. If this was uh, the targeted, if that was a targeted audience, I can see how this is an um, attractive song. I think that the melody is in tune with what today is, and I feel like once this song, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on the radio a lot right now, but I feel like once it gets a, a little more traction, maybe if it gets a TikTok or something, I feel like it's gonna be a big hit, unless it is already. You know, um, not a bad song, but I, I get where where the direction is not sure if i found the premise of what the song is about but i understand i think who with, with the with the gimmick or what what the targeted audience was what was it for all right really appreciate that malcolm now let's move on to terrell terrell made this pick so terrell uh why did you pick this song uh by giala's capella gray so this song was for the ladies but also it is getting radio time uh-huh. and it's like this is like our new song up here, our song of the summer. Okay. I don't know, y'all was aware of we back in the days we used to get light and stuff. So now getting light and dancing, street dancing, all that stuff's coming back. So now you see more and more people break dancing, dancing to this song, and it's a catchy vibe song. Wait, you said getting what? I like it. Getting light. What does that mean? Getting light is like a type of it's like it's another word for break dancing, but we call it getting light. Okay. So now this song is like, it's becoming more fanatic now because now everybody who's hearing this is, is is dancing. So yeah, like everybody now start dancing to the song and it's a really good vibe song. And the guy who made it, is a, he's a regular guy from, from, I forgot, is he from Carnarsie or Brownsville? But he just made this song and he just vibed out to it and he also tells a story about somebody that he was in love with. He was in love with and stuff. So he actually made this song for a girl as well. So, so you all didn't even give it a chance. <laughs> I knew what I, I had to. I, I had. I was. I wasn't too far off. Okay. Okay. But you even said you didn't know the message, or you I, wasn't clear on the message. I understood probably three out of four of what he what, what Terrell stated for the ladies. Radio hit, TikTok hit, getting famous now. Slash becoming a summer hit, so I'm not too far off. But 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 is it is it is it a fair statement to say that your assessment is the formula for radio songs today? Hey, it's okay. I mean, I think that it's it's the major a major part of it. I feel okay. like 
because not every not every song on the radio is is some singing mess. Now we're not gonna say that. We're not. I'm not gonna not gonna conform to that uh, that idea. I feel like there's still there's a DJ out there that may play one one hit that that still has some type of rapping in it. But yeah, we'll have to move on. But yeah. Malcolm, he's just mad that Benny the Butcher is not getting no radio time. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't, I don't, I don't even look at him highly as out of out of the New York rappers right now. After I've seen seen his features on on DJ K Slay, um, there there's uh, some of the older guys are still still sounding better than him. <gasps> My son sounds way better on his freestyles than than Benny. I'm sorry. <gasps> so, Bath um, sounds better than him. Mm. I don't even why. We're not even gonna talk about Benny. That's not please, please don't. No purpose. <laughs> oh man. All right, so let's move on to our next uh, song for the flavor, and that was uh, my track. All right, and that was Aaron Cole with the track Miracle. So let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on uh, Miracle by Aaron Cole? This song was very breathtaking, fresh air. Like it was, it felt like it was sent out a message of how life is, how you should be happy with everything that's going. And I like the song. And can you please later on text me the name of the song because I will, I will be adding this on my t- track. Yeah, no doubt, uh, Terrell. I really appreciate that, man. Uh, uh, I'll get into it uh, at the end when I explain why I chose this song. But uh, that was some of the sentiments for the reason why I chose that song. So let's jump into it with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Aaron Cole's track, Miracle? I first thought you had thought that you had chose another um, single from Jid. Um, it sounded like something that he could he could make very, very upbeat enjoyed this song similar to similar uh, views on the song that Terrell had um it just makes you feel good something that I I see see someone wanting to listen to on the way home maybe um just 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 feeling good on a sunny day just trying to get through the week so um, I enjoyed this we'll probably want to listen to more of Aaron with Aaron Parker I believe his last name is Aaron Cole Aaron Cole Cole okay yeah gotta hear more from him Appreciate that, Malcolm. Let's move on to our anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Aaron Cole's track, Miracle? It was great. You know, I love the beat. The tempo of the beat was amazing. I'm not sure who did the production, but it was it was spot on. And and this young man, um, the way he flowed over the beat was just right. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm in agreement with everyone. You know, want to hear more from him and want to hear the rest of the song to see where he was going with it. Um, it was a very good choice. 
that's what's up, uh, Kev. Uh, so for me, the reason why I chose this particular song, uh, as I do weekly now since we've had our, our, our podcast, is uh, go through uh, new releases and listen through and see if I can find anything that inspires me. And this week, I went through probably almost 30 songs before I came across this particular artist. And let me just say that this young man, I, I, I had never heard of him, but the song, uh, Aaron Cole with this miracle, uh, I, I listened to it the first time and was amazed by it. So I, I listened to it four or five more times and just understood what he was trying to do. And this is what I've been asking from uh, a, a rap for a long time now over the last probably 10 years is give your experiences. And I think when once the rest of the panel hears this song a few more times, they'll get what I'm saying. And it's that he had an experience. So when they hear the rest of the song, so we have not heard all of it. We heard just sections of it and they will get what he's talking about. And this was a beautiful story about a miracle that happened in his life. And, and, and I know that everybody's not doing drugs. I know everybody's not shooting up the block. There are people who are experiencing life in a different way. And I'm so fortunate that this artist was able to give his account for miracles in his life. And that's why I chose this song. So we're going to move on now to uh, Malcolm's pick, and here we go. into a pandemic, you know that's the shit that we on. Yes, Them niggas gon' pull up and L at the shit that's together, won't fuck with you homes. Uh-uh, I don't do the fake kicking. No. There go a rocket is taking it. It's a problem. All right, and that was the Migos with straightening. So let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on the Migos track, straightening? You know, the Migos is always gonna be the Migos. They're a unique group. Anything, anything that they make is a hit. This right here is a hit, so it don't get no better than that. It really do not get no better than that. They are at they are at the place where you're not gonna get nothing less of them. Nothing. This song right here, nothing less. They'll put their heart, sweat, and soul in every song, track, feature they in. And I know I'm gonna probably get some haters that saying I'm about to say this. They are the modern day Beatles. I said it. They are the modern day Beatles. I rest my case. And there you have it from Terrell. Let's move on to my two cents. Uh, I will give this to the track. The Migos were rapping and I could understand what they were trying to express. Uh, I actually did not appreciate the uh, production on this. I thought the production was a bit uh, uh, rushed. It seemed like it wasn't well thought out, uh, but these are my opinions. Again, I haven't heard it long enough. So let's move into the uh, our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on the Migos straightening? It sounded like a Gucci Mane song to me. Just that, you know, just that little bit of it. It sounded like a Migos song, but I, I, I'm thinking that you was going to say, you know, Migos featuring Gucci Mane, but you never said Gucci Mane, so it's kind of 
it's like, wait, it, it, it sounds so much like Gucci that it, it's, I don't know. I, I know I have to answer it. Um, it was decent. It was okay. Terrell is crazy. I, I don't know. I need Gucci. I need Gucci on this song to feel better about it. <laughs> I need Gucci Man. I need Gucci Man. I don't know what Terrell's talking about, but Gucci Man need to be. Gucci Man would have been a great feature on this song. Yeah, no features on this song. And then, yeah, that's crazy. All right, so let's move in with uh, Malcolm and find out why Malcolm chose this particular song. Malcolm, why did you choose the Migos Straightening? I think this is this song is good alone. No need for any features. What you all have to understand is Migos has to stay relevant. They mute in the music industry. So after, I mean, they they've taken they've gotten to the point where. They have the fame, and now they don't have to release as often, and they can focus on their individual solo um, solo projects. But this had to reinstate the group, the Migos. This had to had to bring them back and show them show show everyone now that they still have the skills. Um, so I, I just when I heard this, I was like, this just sounds like classic, something classic, and I, I can understand how um, Kevin said something about how this this could sound like something from from gucci man's catalog but i feel like a gucci would have gone and did this would have slowed this down a little bit and um but it, it could have most definitely been something he could have wrapped on i enjoyed it i can't recall if i added it to my any of my playlists but it, when i heard the song i just i just felt like it was it was old old migos you know um when they first came out so i enjoyed it all right that's what's up malcolm i really appreciate that information and uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, picks for this uh, segment, the flavor. And we just like to say that uh, the flavor will be a ongoing uh, segment in our podcast. So uh, let's give it up for the flavor. All right. And now we're going to move into our last segment. And that is our artist spotlight of DMX's album, Exodus. You know, we've got to show love to our main man, uh, DMX, rest in power. And here we go with the first song that we thought was notable from that project. And that was Bath Salt featuring Jay-Z and Nas. Hulk is the living, Coca-Cola's the sponsor. I run up with your boot. Hope is a monster, yeah, they like me like that Every girl I see wanna be white, be like that I'm the king of summer, no, uh, king of the summer Come be my Kardashian, queen of the come up uh, To be loved, Shakespearean, experience To be us, jumping off boats, hopping off another cliff Every six months I think I need a new bucket list Yeah, I think I might need a harem I'm way too much, y'all should share them all right, and that was Bath Salt featuring Jay-Z and Nas off of DMX's last project, Exodus. So I'm going to step in and give my two cents off the break and just say that kudos for Jay-Z and Nas for getting on the track with one of their contemporaries, which I would say throughout the late 90s and early 2000s were the three greatest MCs of all time. They took the mantle from... Biggie and Tupac and and pushed it forward. And I appreciate them for that. This was a very solid song. I thought that uh, Swiss Beats um, production on this one was excellent and that he put down a real hit for them 
And uh, I, I think the charts show that this was a hit for them. All right, so let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Bath Salt featuring Jay-Z and Nas? They did him a good justice for, for, for coming on this song and giving them giving giving it them they're all on on this track just commemorating uh the life of dmx just three three spectacular artists that were able to touch touch the uh the hip-hop and the rap game um in their own ways it was just it was good to hear i cannot say i'm the greatest fan of swizz beats production i'm sorry this is very i mean i'm it may be mean to say because he, you know, they were so close, DMX and Swizzbees. But I just don't think every single song produced by Swizz was was the greatest. But I enjoyed this song, and I, I like I said earlier, I, I enjoyed how how DM, I mean, you know, how how Jay Z and Nas were able to come together and able to produce something very very nice to listen to, you know, something that goes down in the history books. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. That's what I'm talking about. You know, real real insight there. Let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on Bath Salts featuring Jay-Z and Nas? It's a breathtaking time when you have two of the most biggest icons teaming up, which is which is Jay-Z and Nas with all they beef and stuff. They put to the side now to now work together, which I'm happy to see that. Big up to New York that we're doing this. And to also doing this for another falling family member of New York, which is DMX. And when I heard this song, I was like, nah, this this has been a long time coming that we needed to hear this. And I was just so excited just to hear this song by itself because this song had a lot of meaning to everybody in New York with the way how they versatile everything. And it was just amazing. And I hope this is open uh, open the door to more future projects and i hope this gives people now to realize that we need to step up our game we need to stop beefing with each other to unify and make good quality music and this right here was an example of good quality music so i gotta say bravo to this song right here yeah that's what's up Terrell. appreciate that let's move on to uh, Kev, Kev, what were your thoughts on Bath Salts featuring Jay-Z and Nas? You know, I, I share the same uh, opinion with, that Malcolm did. Um, Swiss Beats is okay at best as far as uh, some of his production. Um, I I don't know. I, feel, I don't feel like the song was properly mastered. And it's just a sound thing for me. It's hard for me to believe that DMX actually rapped over this beat. That's just my personal opinion. And it feels like I feel like Nas and Jay Z's verses were very last minute. It's I don't know. It's a throwaway song to me, but I think that you know adding these two big names onto this song is going to get a lot of hype. It's going to get a lot of recognition, and people are going to enjoy it. It just wasn't particularly my cup of tea. You know, if you know if 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 I'm listening to the album, I won't skip it, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to the song. All right, that's what's up. That's the raw raw that we talk about on this platform all the time and that we're going to give it to you as raw as we can. We're going to give you our most honest opinion. We're going to give it to you as honest as we can give it to you and hope that you uh, appreciate the way we uh, offer it up on the plate to you. For me, you know, 
I appreciate those young men for uh, doing what they do. Uh, I, I thought it was a nice look to at least honor the man that, you know, was their contemporary. So I'm not going to get way deep into the weeds with the production and with the uh, if they were on the track together. Just say that they were trying to do something and to honor uh, a fallen soldier. And I appreciate them for at least doing that. So now we're going to move on to the next track that we thought was notable on this particular project. And that was Hold Me Down featuring Alicia Keys. Gets darker, the road gets longer, my body gets weaker, my faith gets stronger. The devil's working on me hard because God loves me. As long as I'm in his graces, don't get ugly, but only he can judge me. So, what another motherfucker say don't matter. So, I avoid the shadow. The way I get a splatter with the rat tat Watch what you say or you don't with your tatter. Check a nigga data. Ain't no nigga battle with the mic to the dog. All right, and that was Hold Me Down featuring Alicia Keys. I'm going to jump in with my two cents off the brakes and just say that these are the brakes that we want for uh, DMX. DMX shines the most on these types of tracks, and he put it down. This was a, 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 a real good look for him. I think this is probably the best for me. This was the best, in my opinion, this was the best uh, song on the uh project and i appreciated alicia keys and swiss for putting this out for him to have and this can cross over pop wise so that that's a very important for an artist's last uh attempt at uh greatness with that we're going to move on to uh malcolm malcolm what were your thoughts on hold me down featuring alicia keys once again not the biggest fan of swizz beats but you know, would like to hear more DMX, but at the same time, um, I feel like this is this. I feel the same way Kev felt about the Jay Z Nas song as I did with for for this song. I feel like we we if it was if it was actually DMX rapping, we would hear more more of him on this track, and it wouldn't be a, there would be no need to have this sample. I feel like. So um, could have done without the Alicia Keys, but I enjoyed the song and the mixture sound pretty. You could you could you could feel like it's a upbeat song. So I, I enjoyed it. That's what I'm talking about, uh, Malcolm. Appreciate that. Let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on "Hold Me Down" featuring Alicia Keys? I feel like this is this is a perfect DMX song to me. I did like the beat. You know, the Alicia Keys feature wasn't that bad. I was, you know, part of me was shocked that she was featured, but then I then I really thought about it. I'm like, oh, her husband is the producer, so why wouldn't he put his wife on? I, I You know, I think with all the other features of this album, this is a song that will get overlooked. But for me, I wouldn't mind if this was like a lead or second single from this album. All right, that's what's up, Kev. Let's let um, Terrell anchor this one. Uh, Terrell, what were your thoughts on Hold Me Down featuring Alicia Keys. This was a good hold me down song, but it's not gonna hold down in my playlist. Not a big fan of this song, but hey, it holds somebody down. Just not me and my playlist. All right, that's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate that. Let's move on to the next 
song that we thought was notable from the album, and that is Hood Blues featuring West Side Guns, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. All right, and that was Hood Blues featuring West Side Gun, <clears throat> Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. Uh, let's jump into it with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Hood Blues? I enjoyed it. Where is West Side Gun originally from? Okay. They all they all of them from uh from Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Okay, I can see how this is a a a good collaboration track, you know, represent for the the state and um I mean, I could listen to this if I want to get into learning more about this this will be an entry song. This is a great entry song for me to to want to go and look up a Benny the Busher or a West Side Gun on my if I'm not familiar with them um on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever um streaming service you have. Um once it, this is a nice song. Uh, I pause it. I might have to listen to this again and I may add this on one of my playlists because it's a, it's a cool it's a cool I just like how it has multiple variety of of voices, different sounds and they're all based they're all based from the same same state. So, I enjoyed it. All right, that's what I'm talking about, uh, Malcolm. Let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Hood Blues? Kev, I already know what I'm about to say. I love the song. I love the song. I picked this song. I could live without you know who on this on this track. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a classic beat. I love what drove me to this song was the beat. The beat was like a old school, about to tell you a story, rhyme, classical. And I love it. I love it. I love it. But I could live without the verse of. All right. We really appreciate that, uh, Terrell. For me, my two cents is that uh, it's straight hot garbage. I'm going to leave it at that. Let's move on to. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Come out. I wasn't expecting you to say that. You said it was garbage. I understand Benny is in it. It, it could be garbage. But this eliminate him. It's a hot track. But. But that's your opinion. I'm just surprised you said that. He said it because you didn't say it. I'm saying it because I, I, I thought the production was garbage. I thought the verses were garbage. And that's my opinion. <laughs> Got to give these people a chance. Um, got to give these people a chance. That's all I got to say. So let's close this out with our uh, anchorman, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Hood Blues? I guess the good and the bad for me, I'll start with the bad. The bad is the beat. It's been a it's a heavily used sample in hip-hop. And if, if I had any problem, that's it. Um, but the good is, I mean, the beat fit. I liked everybody's lyrics. I liked the song. It was just, you know, it was very... Like that late 90s, early 2000 hip hop to me. 
And, you know, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I could get where I could get your point. Uh, it wasn't garb. If you, if you would have said it was so, so I could be like, okay, but to say it's garbage is just like, that's like, I don't know. I don't get the garbage part. So, so I can understand, but garbage doesn't add up to me. All right. I feel you with that, Kev. And again, just, just to reiterate for me, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to waste the people time with me trying to come up with nice things to say about this particular track. There are some nice things to say, but the overall thought after hearing this song, and I, and I really did, I listened to this, I, I listened to the album multiple times, but I, I, I really listened to this particular track more than I listened to the album to try to be honest with it. Cause again, we've had our, our due diligence. We've had our issues with uh, our controversy with Benny the butcher. We had it. And, and, and I've never really been a strong, strong fan of West side guns. So with this particular track with West sides track, or I'm sorry, West sides uh, flow and his verse and Benny the Bush's flow. And this, 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 uh, uh, this track being so uh, uh, overused and just so whack that it, it on t- I couldn't I couldn't give Conway and DMX their justice because the song was so whack. I can't I'm not I, I can't it's, for me to sit here and tell you that DMX's verse was awesome for me to sit here and say that Conway's track Conway's verse was awesome would be uh, unjust to to the overall garbage I, of the song. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like a mixtape song. It yes. doesn't sound like an album song. Yes. And that's the difference. Like, if this was on a mixtape, then it would fit. But by it being on an album, it's it's a it's an okay song. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased. I, I'm a big Griselda fan, so hearing them on a track and, you know, rapping, I'm going I'm to, you know, I'm going to be a fan of it most likely, but it wasn't, like, terrible. You know, like I said, but it, you know, it's just it's just that Swiss beats thing and the beats he selected. Like, you know, I thought half the album sound like a DJ Khaled throwaway beats, but that's just me. <laughs> I feel you on that. Again, like I said, it, it just it was too much on the garbage side to pull out anything that was good. Sometimes when there's stuff that's good and it's fair to try to pull it out because I don't think that these artists put what they should have into DMX's song. All we got to do is go back and listen to the rest of the album and hear everybody else's feature and how much effort they put into making it good because they were trying to shine for this, this, this legend in the game. That's, that's my only argument that here's Griselda. And I don't, I'm not saying I don't like Griselda. I'm saying this track, is garbage because I know they they have more in them. You heard me give uh, Benny his just due the last time we heard a track that we played on this podcast, this platform for him. And I said I knew he had this when he was on K Slay's uh, Fifty, um, uh, rolling with Fifty. You know, I was like, this is Benny. Benny has it in him, and this is what I'm saying. This is my biggest complaint about Benny is that that he will give you some garbage if he can. He just wants the bag. Whereas his family member, you know, Conway, Conway come raw every time, just gives his best. And I think that that, that, that makes that that's problematic, that if, if one person is giving their all every track, both people should be giving their all every track. West Side Guns, again, I, I love Griselda, but I don't think he's the top guy in that group. 
in that, that that collaboration. So it is what it is. Let's move on to uh, the last song that we thought was notable from this project, and that was Take Control featuring Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, Look here, bitches come and bitches go. Uh-huh. Got them flying in from LA to YO. Yeah. Kind of surprised when you was knocking at the door, cause I didn't even know you was going. I'm like, where the fuck you go? What was that? Do I miss you? Do you want me to? I'ma say yes, cause there must be what you want me to do. With them bullshit questions, ignorant suggestions. You don't give a nigga the impression that you want to see me stressing. Go about to learn the lesson. You know some new shit, like one more fucking headache? Give me a new bitch. Look here, relax, boo boo. Keep shit moving. What you see in the mirror, that's what I all right and that was take control featuring snoop doggy dog and i i will jump out first on this one and just say that uh this was dmx at his best he he shines a lot on these types of tracks he usually has this on at least one of his projects all the time and he did what he does and and, and, it, and i thought it was superb i thought that snoop like we were just talking about in the last uh conversation Snoop gave his all in this track as far as what he put out in his verse. So that's my two cents. Let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on Take Control featuring Snoop Doggy Dog? This was my favorite song on the track. I cannot lie. I, I love this song. It was very smooth. And just the words that he was saying was like, I felt what he was saying i felt his verse like you just felt something took over like i felt something took over my body when i heard the song and i feel like we lost someone who yes he was fighting demons but he knew what his demon was and he let it be known what his demon was and he tried his best not to let these demons come to him and over the years like just hearing how he raps how he talks and stuff especially from the last verses when him and Snoop Dogg was doing the verses and he said a prayer, like how he said that prayer, you felt it. And that's the same way how I feel right now. I felt what he was saying. I felt every pain that he was going through. And I can just say now he's not suffering right no more. He's in a good place. And this was, like I said, this was one of my favorite songs on this album. All right, that's what's up, Terrell. Really appreciate that information. Uh, uh, let's move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Take Control featuring Snoop Doggy Dog? More DMX, more quality, more more of what I want to hear. I enjoyed this this song. We'll be adding this to um, a playlist of mine. I've already added added one of the one of the songs that was not mentioned. I believe it had Lil Wayne on it. I think is where my dogs at. Or yeah, some that's yeah, it. love that, that, that. I mean, I had that at one of my playlists. I'm sure you all know why if you've heard it. But similar, I mean, this is a, a spectacular. I just miss. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just miss his storytelling and the way he tells his his what he wants to convey. It's it's no one that can do it do it like him. You know, he's still aggressive, but you can still clear what he's saying, and it's interesting trying to listen and, and be attentive on what he's saying. So I enjoyed it. Um, similar to you all, um, similar opinions, and, and this will be on one of my playlists. That's what's up, Malcolm. Appreciate that. Let's move on to our anchorman. Kev, please let us know what we feel about this Take Control track. I, I didn't care for it at all. I think that I think it was the uh, Swiss Beats production 
threw me off. Um, I think Snoop had a nice verse. DMX, it wasn't that bad, but it was just the production and the sample. It didn't. I don't know. It didn't work for me. And I, I, you know, after the third listen of the album, I this was a skip for me. That's what's up, Kev. Appreciate it, man. Let me tell you, this was a very spirited conversation. I appreciate everybody's input. I hope that the listeners enjoyed this as much as we did. We'd like to thank the listeners for listening. We appreciate all your support for uh, downloading our our little podcast and and showing us the love. Um, Terrell, tell them where they can follow us on social media. They can follow us on Twitter at MixEverRap. That is MixEverRap. And they can follow us on Instagram on MixEverRapPod. That is MixEverRapPod. All right. Appreciate that, uh, Terrell. You can also uh, email us with questions or comments at under a groove network at gmail.com. Again, that's under a groove network at gmail.com. And we really appreciate you for listening. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>